This is the Unrationed Podcast. My name is Evan. I'm Josh. I am Tony. And this is a somewhat... Well, should we just make this the same? Should we start with wild moments the way we do every episode? Or should we get into it? This is like a spur of the moment podcast. Maybe the wild moment. Actually, Josh, could we just make it one wild moment? And you talk about your baby moon and kind of the conversations you and your wife had around what sparked us hitting record kind of spontaneously on this episode. Yeah. So my wife and I last weekend, so we're having our third kiddo, uh, December 1st, and we decided to get away for a weekend, which was lovely. We went to Telluride, Colorado. And over that weekend, we spent about 30 to 40 hours talking about a business endeavor that my wife is entertaining um it's can i pause opening. for a second right there yeah <laughs> the fact that you and your wife i just think it's a beautiful thing that you spend 30 to 40 hours talking about one thing in specific but i think for most people it's like just spend 30 to 40 hours to, like that's a huge accomplishment so way to go like i just want to say that i admire not only that you're talking about one thing in particular for that long but that you're 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 talking to your That's wife what, for that long like that that seems like something not to just brush over and is really Im- important so thanks. props i appreciate that yeah that's uh i actually didn't recognize that she i remember her saying um we were at dinner on like sunday night she's like thanks for talking to me about this so much and i was like yeah this is awesome you know i'm enjoying it but it's a it's a good reminder in that well if you listen to the previous podcast we talked about the power of choice um, but it, it, you know, it is a choice for couples to come together and listen to each other intently and be open to talk about their deepest desires and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, thanks for, thanks for calling, calling that out. Yep. Um, so yeah, we, um, we spent 30 to 40 hours, um, talking about one specific topic, which was opening up a gym. Um, so the gym that my wife went to, which is called uh, Burn Boot Camp, it closed down in the Colorado Springs market October 1st. And it's been a game changer for my wife. She joined a little over a year ago. She's built a community. Um, she crushes, crushes the workout. She works out like six times a week. She's my inspiration and motivation during Wild 32 to get my button gear. Um, and she's just, she's a stud, you know? And it's been cool to see in the void that, burn closing has created she's like realizing she wants to carry on the torch um and just believes in it and its place in the community of colorado springs um so anyways um that was really wild like that's a different type of conversation than we've ever had before and it's this awakening of a passion that i think um you know a beautiful place wilderness can do so we talked about it on walks we talked about it on the six hour drive from colorado springs to telluride we talked about it at dinners um really really special um so yeah that was kind of the the context or what spurred this um this podcast today just talking about um new endeavors the wildness of it and our relationship with that endeavor there's something special i want to this is more just another comment Uh, because I think it's a really beautiful thing that you guys have these conversations and it's really inspiring. The creation of the space to share deepest desires is not something that just happens to, because whenever a deep desire is shared, it's often, uh, well, 
scary for the person who's sharing it because there's no guarantee what the response is going to be. So you're Mm -hmm. opening yourself up to that desire being something that cannot or will not be pursued for, for one reason or another. Or maybe even more scary is that somebody responds to it and says, go for it. Because then it's like you're on the hook for mm. doing the thing that you desire and all the that path entails. Mm. Uh, so I just, that, again, that's just a note of how cool it is to be a space for somebody to share their deep, deep desires and then for... Uh, you guys to have that space on, on those trips. So whenever you shared this, Josh, you mentioned this idea. I'm not going to put your words exactly to it or try to say it exactly like you said it, but starting a business is no joke. You own at least one business. Uh, you're, you're an owner in at least one business. And well, I, at least two and almost at least three that I know of. So you're not messing around when it comes to you relating to businesses. And your wife, Laura, is very supportive in that. And now she's embarking on an entrepreneurship journey of her own, which is seems not right to say because in, in both instances, she's embarking on your businesses with you without, and you're embarking yeah, without on, a doubt. On, on her business with her. So together you're embarking on business ventures where the line has maybe been uh, at different places with each venture, right? Like your involvement and, and Laura's and Laura's involvement and your, how do you navigate all of that? Uh, and, and, I'm, and what words do you put to, to that navigation? Yeah, so the thing that I shared with my wife over the weekend is basically uh, i'll probably butcher my own words but when you're thinking about opening a business it's fair to say that it's kind of like having a mistress and that it requires love it requires attention and it also requires a lot of sacrifice from your partner who isn't your mistress so laura's had countless sacrifices for me to pursue you know my thing um with mission matters group and you know, so I said to her, I'm like, if you're saying yes to this, that means we're saying no to a lot of other things so that you can give yourself fully to this thing. And the things that can't sack, you know, can't be jeopardized or suffer from it are our relationship with our kids and our relationship as a husband and wife. Cause if those things falter, so, and I think going back to the previous episode, your introduction of uh, Zimzum, like there does require like she's had to contract a bunch so that it gave me space to love mission matters group. And at times I probably took more than I should. And I wasn't healthy because of it, because of my relationship with mission matters group. And so that ebb and flow is a really delicate dance. You know, it's, it's more of an art and you're going to be finger painting sometimes. And sometimes you're going to, you know, capture a, a masterpiece, but it changes every single day. Um, it was, it was funny. Um, so we talked about it for in Telluride. The week we came back was a super stressful week. So this was just last week. And both of us actually, we reflected on it yesterday. Um, but we were kind of like not on our A game as parents and in our relationship. So we have this great weekend together. And then we hit 
Monday and it's just like a grind, like kids are sick, um, you know, all kinds of things. And we reflected yesterday. We're like, we got to be better. Like that was not okay. And like, if she chooses to do this, our life is only going to get more complicated. Right. And so we have to be able to figure out what those balancing acts are. And last week's a great testament of it's hard. It's really messy and having boundaries, saying yes to something, saying no to some things. It's a really uh, fine line. Um, but, but if you have those, that intentionality is really awesome, right? MMG makes me come alive, which I think makes me a better dad and a better husband. And when I'm a better dad and better husband, it makes me show up better at Mission Matters Group, right? So it can be this cool cyclical nature of, and I think, again, going back to a different podcast, the ripple effect of positive experiences with each of our relationships in life can have positive effects in the other relationships in our life. So what are you looking out for? What are the dangers as you enter into this thing? Like what this, the mistress is a word, dude, like not used lightly. It evokes this uh, feeling of like, oh, should that be approached? That probably like, how do you navigate that relationship? Uh, and you use that word. So I'm like, what, what does that mean? How did, what, what does that look like? What are you guys talking Ooh. about? How are you navigating it? I'll tell a story first, and then I'll tell you how I think we're navigating it. It was 2016, and we just moved to Portland, Oregon. And we had a big project with a client for Mission Matters Group. And I stayed up not multiple nights very, very late while we're trying to move into our home. So boxes are everywhere, um, all this stuff. Well, we had a fireplace in this home, and... It was a gas fireplace and I didn't open up the flue and I was working late at night and I fell asleep on the couch. The whole house wakes up at 3 a.m. in the morning to our carbon monoxide detector going off. And it's like 4 a.m. when like the alarm like goes, you know, stops uh, being very, very noisy. And Laura just looks at me. She's like, what were you doing? And I was like, working. And then I fell asleep and she's just like, I freaking hate your job because it was in a season that I was taking too much. I had really unhealthy boundaries. Um, and so she acknowledges that I have the mistress, but it better be in check. Right. Um, and I was taking too much. And so I think that story always thinks in is like sticking out of my head in terms of, okay, if she does this, how do I help her be aware of the boundaries she needs to put in place so that we don't have the carbon monoxide detector of life go off multiple times. Um, so anyways, um, you know, I think we're going through all those really crazy circumstances, those fringe use cases that will inevitably happen. Like what's going to happen when you have to open up the gym at four 30 in the morning and the kids are sick. And what are we going to do when, you know, some of your, um, trainers quit or you know members are mad at you because there's a price increase from the franchise and there's nothing you can do about it you know so it's all these things that are going to take her that are going to be distractions on the big picture but they're urgent to deal with um and so how are we going to have those conversations um and a lot of what we've talked about right now is it's kind of what we we do with mission matters group too like what is the cadence of review and monitoring to make sure we're healthy 
And if we don't have a good cadence or a discipline of taking a look and just, you know, peeling the onion back and saying, how are we doing? We're going to get off kilter really, really fast. So we're going to get off kilter. Like we just have to know that, but hopefully our turnaround time from existing in that off kilter posture constantly decreases and decreases and decreases before there's some type of remediation. So I think cadence, I guess. So I don't know why, but I have this like negative response. Well, I, I do know why. I have a negative response to the word mistress, like as a business. So I'm, I, as you're talking, I keep trying to think of other words and I'm like, oh, a child. Then it's like something you're working on together, you're raising. But at the same time in the world of business, it's like, well, some sometimes you just have to shut the thing down, like kill that. So I'm like, I don't want to use child as, as the metaphor there. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm almost like an, a uh, piece of art is where I'm getting to, which I don't know if that fits as well with the, uh, types of way with the way that you're approaching the metaphor. So I I've just been trying to figure out another metaphor saying, other than mistress. You're saying I think my word selection in the time was like to evoke a very, like, this is real. Like it, yep. it's a very negative connotation. And I think the lens of our thought experiment was to be, what are all the negatives we need to be aware of? And it's probably easy to villainize something that is a mistress as opposed to anything else. And I think we needed to go through those like mental cycles to say, how do we make, how do we make sure that this doesn't become a mistress is probably a better way to frame it. That's um, great. Yes. But- Nailed it. That's, that, that's much uh, better. Yeah, yeah. That helps me. <laughs> I'm so on board and that makes complete sense. It is the way you want to approach it is one where you are both on board with what's happened, right? Like you have to be coming at it from a place where everybody's on board with dedicating so much time and energy to building that thing, right? Rather than... yeah. Yeah, rather than having it be a thing that is inherently destructive to to the family. But the the image of it becoming a mistress is, I I definitely feel that that resonates. And it is so hard when you're describing those contingencies of what do we do in this? What do we do in that? Those things are going to happen, right? And it's- it's one of the challenges of entrepreneurship and it seems to be one of the challenges of just navigating in the 21st century where you know gender roles are much different than they were two generations ago or um, whatever and and Josh when you're you're describing where Laura's at and that she wants, um, you know, like there's, there's something missing, right. Mm-hmm. There's something missing for yeah. her. Like I, I feel that as well. And I, my wife listens to this podcast, but like, it's something that we're talking about as well. And, and frankly, having some struggles with, um, because I think my, I think Seville does. Well, I'll, I'll, articulate it this way. I think I do a poor job of managing boundaries and expectations 
in a way that prevents the things I'm working on from becoming like a mistress, right? In a way that it does become a detriment to uh, to my marriage and to my family life. You know, just mm. the is more than anything, it seems like as fathers, as husbands, we need to be fully present, right? Yeah. And it's it's hard both from just the screen that, you know, having the supercomputer in the pocket that's constantly pulling for attention. Uh, and then frankly, my mind and how my mind tends, I, I, I guess this is a thing of the ADHD I'm processing, but like the hyper-focus where like when I'm into something, I just stay on it. And I just like want to keep noodling over things ad infinitum. And um, those, those boundaries are really hard. But um, when you were describing now, it's just like, well, you probably, I mean, you need a nanny, right? <laughs> Don't you? Well, <laughs> well, I think our creative problem solving was okay. Well, I told her, I go, I find great joy in working out of the home because she and the boys are here and soon to be daughter. And so I said, some of my non-negotiables are like, we got to figure out how to keep childcare in the home. So, um, you know, we were talking about an au pair, like, you know, we we're talking about how do we have conversations with our parents, you know, both sets of parents. Um, we're very blessed to have very involved um, in-laws and, and parents. And so um, it's one of those things where, yeah, like we're having to sort through some really big decisions that will impact our life no matter what, um, no matter what angle. Um, but yeah, you're, you're spot on. It'll require a nanny or a pair or family living with us for an extended period of time. Your metaphor about the flame, the, the fire and you falling asleep, I keep developing further in my head because a fire is dangerous in many ways and also necessary. So doing something that brings money to the family is a necessary function in society at at mm -hmm. this point for those who can for those who are able mm -hmm. to bring in money to to build a fire let's say uh it is possible for a fire to get too big and consume everything in its path like it is possible for a fire to not have proper ventilation so, and so that it emits toxic chemicals and so i think what you're talking about too is like how do we keep this fire in its place so yeah. that it doesn't burn down the house and so that it doesn't emit harmful chemicals how do we let it breathe enough so that it can stay alive and not hmm. have so much attention or fuel that it burns everything down in its path and that's going to stick with me for sure from this like oh yeah it is necessary to keep warm like we've got to do this how how warm do we want to be <laughs> mm. you know and i i really like that framing for the conversation and the context i do all of our wives do their own thing like have their own uh businesses is seville she have her own business yeah seville's uh has a virtual community called we belong around uh women's wellness I 
I find that crazy too, that the three of us, Tony, you're now embarking on this entrepreneurial journey. Your wife is already there. My wife is an artist with her own entrepreneurial journey. And now Laura's embarking out with burn, which burn also the, the relation to the metaphor really wasn't lost on me either. (laughs) It's pretty good. I actually didn't until you just said that. I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. On the nose. Yes. Well, this has been a fun, maybe shorter than usual episode. I don't want to extend it beyond what is necessary. And selfishly, I feel like I've gained a lot from it and how to think about owning a business and providing and doing that in such a way that is sustainable and helpful yeah it's like you know our last episode we were talking about how we think about sort of venturing out on our own and it was pretty individualistic right it was focused on us and our orientation to it but every time we do that you know as men with families there are other humans involved and particularly i know with my wife in that relationship it gets a lot more complex very quickly right in a way that that this conversation i think josh is pulling that into very sharp focus in a way that's really useful and it it, i i hope that there's a solution that like you can figure it out in a way that's like okay cool we figured that out i feel like that's maybe not how it is that it's that it's a perpetual process yeah well fires must be tended they're dynamic they respond to their environments and like it, it seems to be that the solution is pay attention or to your point to go back to what you were saying tony is be present uh and and acknowledge the danger that exists with fire and be so grateful that the fire is there uh but it, it seems like presence is key in tending whatever tending implies tend to the fire yeah for sure last uh going off of the fire analogy i'm i'm part of this uh group and so um i guess my chair of the group i meet with him once a month and this was about a year ago and he was talking about how he despises the word like oh i want balance in my life and he's like i don't think people ever truly achieve balance for a sustained period of time like the very nature of balance like imagine a board on a ball and you're trying to like balance it you're always making either micro adjustments or macro adjustments to pursue balance right and so it's it's very seldom that you're there for an extended period of time right so to your point about the fire we're either stoking it we're adding more fuel we're letting it kind of simmer down a little bit Um, But it's one of those things where we're not going to get it right all the time, right? And sometimes we're going to, you know, just be a little off balance that we have to make a bigger movement to get back into it for a moment in time. Um, And I think that those are the the key things to remember and that it's kind of a fallacy. Um, But at the same time, we can have more instances right at that equilibrium. And I think that's kind of the, the key.
the picture of balance is very different than the act of balancing is what I hear you yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nice. How? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I think you wrote my LinkedIn post for today, Josh, unless you're going to write the, the balance. No, it's lines. all yours. <laughs> Uh, that's great cool credit right. john price john price yep all right i don't know if i'm actually gonna run with it we'll see i i may anyways thanks for listening to the unrationed podcast if you'd like to stay up to date with what we've got going on retreats in the woods and other things that we'll define more clearly as we get into 2023 uh, head to wildsandthewoods.com, sign up for an email list, or just keep listening to this podcast. And those are the two best ways to stay up to date with what we've got going on. Thank you for listening to the Unrationed Podcast. And may we tend our flames well. Boom. Oh.